Hello everyone, this is George Mapp with the Carolina Tar Wheels. Today I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm with Vic Levsock, and Vic was a planner for the city of Raleigh for about 25 years. That's so. right, I started about 1989 and retired from doing that in 2014. So 25 years, and in that time I uh, was primarily the city's chief greenway planner. And you retired about the same time as the Noose River Trail completed, right? About two years ago? That's right. That's the, the last major project that I was the project manager for uh, that was completed while I was with the city. Can you tell us a little bit about the Greenway system? The first plan was developed in the early 1970s. So it's one of the older, if not the oldest, citywide greenway plans in the country. In the early years, uh, the greenway system was developed and asked for donations of land in the designated corridors, and the trails were built on a shoestring, essentially. In 1986, the Raleigh City Council adopted a, a code, a regulation that required developers of new residential properties when adjacent to the Greenway Quarters to dedicate that land for the purposes of, number one, environmental, the water quality, water storage issues, as well as the uh, natural corridors for wildlife, and also the recreational benefits of a Greenway Trail in the 1980s, some of the trails began being developed in a, at a standard at that point, eight-foot-wide asphalt trails and very short distances serving primarily distinct neighborhoods or areas of the city at that time with the purpose of providing this recreational benefit to residents across the city. In about the mid-1990s, philosophically, the development of the Greenway Trails changed. We had developed these, these segments all across the city, and at that point, we decided it was time to see if we could find a way to connect each of these segments together and actually create this, the Greenway Network across Raleigh. It has taken a long time, but today it is a network connecting the Noose River, Crabtree Creek, Walnut Creek, uh, across the city with about 115 miles of trails across the city. And we realized the trails needed to be wider, mostly for safety and prevention of user conflicts in the trails. So our standard changed to 10 feet wide in the early 1990s as well, too. Recently, the city's adopted a new revised plan, and that plan has designated certain corridors as both uh, transportation-related or providing a transportation component as well as a recreation component and other trails that are specifically recreational trails. Those corridors that have a transportation component designated for them are now to be either 12 or 14 feet wide, depending upon uh, the anticipated load, the anticipated uh, number of users on the trail. Uh, when you say transportation, do you mean like 
that might encourage people to commute to work? That's correct. Yeah. It's anticipated that the users will want to use them at a higher speed than a recreational trail. Oh, yeah. Using those will create greater conflicts, and that is a major concern, deciding to build these these major transportation-slash-recreation corridors at a wider width so it provides greater opportunity for mitigating uh, user conflicts. So you expanded um, it during your uh, period of employment. You you um, expanded it from about 20 miles to 120 miles or so, right? Uh, that's close enough, yes. And <laughs> while I was there, it went from uh, about 30, 35 miles that was on the ground to 115 miles today. So um, that's uh, I take great pride in that. that yes, that, that it was significant growth. And that didn't happen uh, based upon my input. It happened based upon the encouragement of both the city council and the residents of Raleigh that recognized the value. Uh, I can tell you that in the early years there was a lot of residents that were opposed to the Greenway just because they didn't want it in their neighborhood, they didn't want it in their backyard. They saw issues of property value loss or vandalism, criminal activity. All of those uh, have been proven to be not important or critical factors in the Greenway. In fact, property values generally increase and criminal activity is never more than what already exists on the street. But today, that attitude or at least when I left the city, was that greenways were so valuable it was more a question of when are you going to build mine. The city budget, the city uh, infrastructure could not keep up with the increased demand. Yeah, I've looked at the map. It looked like you could circle the whole city of Raleigh without getting off that trail very much, right? That's true. There are a couple of ways you could do that. The one I'm most familiar with is using Noose Trail, Crabtree Creek, and the lead mine east fork of Mine Creek, uh, that corridor that goes north-south again and connects to the Noose River Trail via some road connections uh, at Falls Lake Dam. You also can circle the city or do a major route around the city using Crabtree Creek and Walnut Creek with some street connections on either end, the north-south connections. Of course, the Noose River Trail is the major trail where the most users use it, and unfortunately it's not a loop in itself, but it is a trail that continues from the dam all the way to Clayton and that's 34 miles of trail that has only one road crossing in it so the bicyclists in particular really appreciate that trail. Yeah I rode that trail for the first time one week after Hurricane Matthew you know mostly followed along the river there although at one point it went across some farm fields there mm-hmm. when we got towards Clayton so it was a nice variety of landscapes we passed, passed through. That was a particular choice that we made at that point because that is owned by the City of Raleigh's Public Utilities Department and they farm those lands around there. So we made the choice to, number one, avoid the wastewater treatment plant 
and not go through it. It is a major infrastructure concern and safety uh, concern for um, that the public not go through that plant or near it. But it offered the opportunity for a user to experience a different landscape, a different environment than the river and the woodlands associated with the, the river. Um, and throughout the year, you get the experience of, of different crops that they grow. Uh, uh, I know the public, uh, late in the summer, early fall, is always impressed with the sunflowers that they grow uh, at uh, that plant and on those lands. And uh, Yeah, I've heard several people comment about the sunflowers. They're very nice. The trail, the part of the trail, I guess, that follows the river, uh, that must have been challenging uh, to figure out how to build the trail. And with, with, with doing a minimum of bridges, because I know that one stretch there has about four or five bridges in about a six-mile stretch, right? Well, the, the major concern that we had to deal with is figure out how to minimize major bridges crossing the Noose River itself. But there was no way to avoid tributary crossings that come into the Noose River. So throughout the length of the trail, there are a number of shorter, less significant bridges. There are uh, in the range of 20 to 25 minor bridges that cross tributaries approaching or coming into the Noose River. Right. Yeah, I was uh, talking to some of the folks up in uh, Richmond, the uh, Virginia Capitol Trail. They quoted a million dollars a mile was basically what that trail cost. In our particular case, it ended up being about a million dollars per mile. Um, we did have some cost overruns, and that that was a result of increases in costs even through the period of construction, which was only four years uh, 35 miles of trail in four years was a significant project, but we did complete it on time. And I guess one of the um, things that sort of helped, uh, probably helped the funding along, was uh, the uh, stimulus program, right, around, what, 2010 or so? Uh, Yes. In fact, we did get some funding for one portion of the trail. That was, to me, the most significant challenge and the most rewarding part of the project. The city, when they started, had $15 million for the project. Uh, It required partners to be able to build a project that was $30 million in in cost. So the importance of the trail was recognized by partners. Those partners were NCDOT and uh, Wake Forest, Nightdale, and Wake County. So all of those partners came together, which allowed the construction of, of a significant trail all at one time. Did you work very much with the Rail Trails group or the uh, East Coast Greenway? The Rails to Trails, no, because in Raleigh there are very few abandoned railroad corridors. East Coast Greenway is part of the southern portion of the Noose River Trail. From Crabtree Creek at Anderson Point, the East Coast Greenway is a partner in that trail. And I guess there was the Mountains to the Sea, the hiking trail as well, right? Yes, Mountains to Sea Trail, their corridor or their designated alignment is the entire Noose River Trail. So they are uh, a partner 
throughout the entire length of the Moose River Trail. Yeah, being that our bike club is Chapel Hill and Durham, the American Tobacco Trail uh, is one that we're interested in. The Wake County portion of that, are there plans to pave that? I don't think there are any immediate plans. The funding, of course, is is always a, a reason for completing a trail with asphalt. But the other is in that particular portion of Wake County, it's very rural. There are a lot of equestrian users. From a regional perspective, someday I see both the ATT and the Noose River Trail being connected. I, I read somewhere that there was another 100 or so miles that they were planning. There, there are another 100 miles. A good portion of those miles actually are located east of the Noose River in portions of the city of Raleigh that are undeveloped at this point. So many of those are still on the books to be constructed. There are a lot of smaller tributaries or connections Further to the south, for example, um, I believe much of the immediate funding in the immediate future is going to finding gaps that need to be improved, upgrading the system in locations from 8 and 10 feet to 12 and 14 where it needs to be, um, trying to find locations, what I would call pedestrian rest stops, comfort stations, restrooms, bicycle repair fix-it stations. You'll notice that there is new signage that's going up, mile markers. That's needed more for safety, security reasons for emergency response. Emergency personnel to know which trail and where people are at. Uh, One of the things I noticed as someone who had never traveled the trail before was there were there were forks in the road where I was confused which which fork to take <laughs> and it would have been nice to just have a, a, a line on the um, on the trail itself like a, a, a blaze or something that said you know this is the Noose River Trail. Well what they intend to do is there are what they what we call blade signs they're like street designation signs that are going up. It's part of the entire signage package that's being rolled out. And I guess when there are multiple trails, like you're on the Mountain to the Sea Trail, you're on the East Coast Greenway, you're, okay, which one, which mileage applies to? Well, part of the issue that we had to deal with, and I'm not sure it's exactly been worked out even to this day, each of those two organizations have their logo uh, as a a, a, a route blaze, in essence, to mark where uh, where uh, each of their trail routes uh, are headed. Right, yeah, that would definitely be helpful. By the way, are, are you a biker or a hiker? I do have a bike, and frankly, I bought my bike once this network was completed. I'm a biker who re-picked it up late in my life. I told somebody when I started riding a bike, it had been 50 years since I'd been on a bike. I have walked every 115 miles of this Greenway system, and a lot of it I walked before there was a trail there, too. That must be a a nice feeling to walk along the trails that uh, you've had a hand in a major (laughs) part in making them happen. 
many times I walk any trail. And the Noose River is a trail I can remember times when I walked it when we were first laying it out, when I was still thinking about where the trail needed to go. I can remember walking six miles of the Noose River Trail in over 100 degrees that day because it was right after, the year after Hurricane Fran. So it was a, a difficult walk as well, too, climbing over down trees and going through the woods. And When I rode the trail here, it was one week after Hurricane Matthew, and it was a Sunday, and I guess the dam had not released any water since uh, mm-hmm. at that point. And there had been some flooding there. You could tell there was some sand on the trails. Lots of places there were trees cut down. Everything was clear all the way to Johnson County. The city of Raleigh's Parks and Recreation Department has a greenway maintenance staff. If Hurricane Matthew had left a great deal of damage throughout the city on the street, they would have been pulled from that because the priority would have been street clearing and and whatever. The biggest issue after Matthew was not going to be down trees, but it was going to be just sand and silt and, and muck that was on the trails all across the city. I read that they were thinking about doing a whitewater section by the dam. Are you familiar with those plans? Yes, I am. This actually was one of my, my projects early on. There is a plan to develop a recreational whitewater course requiring some very delicate engineering because the Corps, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, does not release water for specifically recreational uses. Their objectives are releasing water, number one, maintaining the water source for Raleigh's drinking water. So if it goes too high, they release water. If it goes too low, they're holding water back. They also look at downstream to either release or maintain a release of water that is constant as much as possible downstream. It requires some very delicate engineering because sometimes the flows released from the lake are so low that it's going to be difficult to create anything for a whitewater park during the summer in particular. Also a requirement of the Corps to maintain fish aquatic resources downstream, they do have to have a minimum release to maintain some water flow all times down the river. Yeah, lots of constraints. I know uh, we used to go to Nantahala out in the mountains and it seemed like they would release in the mornings and then towards the late afternoon the evening it would go way down to just a trickle. And I believe in Nantahala they actually do that based upon the users, the whitewater White users, water, so knowing many. they're going to use the water earlier in the day and then towards the evening later in the day they won't use it so then they bring it back down. The core out of False Lake will not do that. Again, the intent is to create four or five water features that kayakers can play in. It's not going to be a Nantahala experience. Well, that should be interesting. I was curious, uh, when you retired a couple years ago, what was your advice to your staff? Protecting the environment, first of all, because it has always been and has been designed along the corridors of the 
stream corridors, river corridors in Raleigh. Raleigh was the first buffer, nutrient buffer protector in the state. We started doing that in 1976, long before the state ever had a Noose River buffer regulation. I believed and I tried to impart to my staff that's still the most important thing you do. Even if the trail is never developed on a corridor, protect those corridors for the environmental purposes that the Greenway system was established for. Then secondly, look at the Greenway trail user desire and input on the trail. George, you've asked a question that I'd, I've never put together as a simple answer, so that's probably the most important is. I wanted to impart that the, the Greenway system is first and foremost an environmental network that provides benefit to the residents of Raleigh. Right. It's it's uh, it's interesting. The, the, I guess starting from the original plan, they followed the streams and rivers, uh, the wetlands, and, and they were able to protect those areas from development. That's why Raleigh's Greenway system is different. If you go to a lot of other cities, large cities, Washington, D.C., for example, a lot of their Greenway is located along streets, and it's a component of the street system itself as opposed to Raleigh system that is this natural system following the, the streams and rivers. If I was still there, I probably would be looking at expanding the system or finding a way to incorporate bicycle facilities on the street. Raleigh was beginning to get there. They saw the need for providing bike lanes. That, to me, was a major gap in the overall city bicycle-pedestrian system that needed to be worked on a lot. Yeah, you have to be able to get NC State students around to where they live uh, yes, <laughs> within that's the right. city on the streets there. <laughs> well, and, you know, because the rivers don't go to everybody's back door, you have to figure out a way to get folks from their front door to the Greenway access points. Right. And that's that was the direction when I left the city, the direction that I felt planning was beginning to go, is finding a way to recognize the value of streets for pedestrians and bicyclists. If you've been in Raleigh over the last two to five years, you can begin to see a, a great improvement of that network of bicycle lanes and uh, pedestrian paths. Yeah, I'm sure that's welcomed by the cyclists in the area. Uh, well, thank Raleigh. you for uh, for your, uh, your time, and, and thank you for what you've done for us for the trail. The trail is wonderful, and you've left a great legacy here. Well, I'd like to encourage those folks in your audience who haven't enjoyed the Noose River Trail, give it a try sometime because it is a wonderful opportunity to enjoy a day along the Noose River. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Vic. You're welcome. One final note. We've had some technical problems with the podcast over the past few weeks. 
but thanks to webmaster Mike Murphy, we are back in business. That's it for today's podcast. This is George Mapp with the Carolina Tar Wheels.